Hey, it's Scott Orn at Founders and Friends Podcast and Cruise Consulting. And before we get to just a fantastic podcast with Parker Conrad at Rippling, quick shout out to Brex, our sponsor. Brex makes credit cards very easy for startups. There's no personal guarantee. They're easy to provision for new users. It's easy to sign up. They sync into QuickBooks very easily. You notice the trend. It's easy to use Brex. Check them out. And when you go through the sign-up flow, just type in Cruise, K-R-U-Z-E, and uh, you get a discount. Hope that helps. Brex is a great product. And now to a fantastic podcast with Parker. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Parker Conrad of Rippling. Welcome, Parker. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So we've been using your software uh, at Zenefits and now Rippling for many, many years. It's awesome to meet you in person. Huge fans. Cool. Thanks so much. Uh, Vanessa started using Zenefits way back in the day. She was probably one of the first accounts to ever use Zenefits. And we've had a great run. It's been amazing. And now you started a new company called Rippling. Do you want to kind of retrace your career a little bit and talk about Rippling? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, Zenefits is, you know, grew very quickly. And, and one of the reasons that it did was because it was the first company to have this idea of sort of all-in-one HR. And that's since been emulated by, you know, pretty much everyone in the industry. Yeah. But it, it started with Zenefits and what people were always really impressed by was that you could come into Zenefits and there was this button you could click to hire someone and they would sort of be set up automagically across all of your HR systems, mm-hmm. like payroll and benefits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before that, you know, everyone, they kind of did payroll or there were like the admin tools and there were sort of other, you know, time tracking systems, but no one kind of tied them all together. And by connecting those systems up, it dramatically simplified life for the HR department. Yeah. And what, what sort of one of the things I started to realize towards the tail end of my time there and that really developed with Rippling is that that problem is not unique to HR departments. You know, every functional area of the company has this problem of like systems proliferation. Yeah. You know, sales teams, you know, seven years ago, the only system you used as a sales rep was Salesforce. Yeah. And now there's like eight different systems. You know, yeah. Salesforce and Gong and Outreach and Calendly and you know, Zoom and a whole bunch of different things. And we use most of those, yes. And it, what, it, what it creates is this sort of administrative pain across the company. And, and where, where that pain comes from, I'm convinced, is that you know, each of these systems, each of the, the, you know, all of the software, it, they're, they're each separately managing a database mm-hmm. of who your employees are. Mm-hmm. And, and it might be as simple as just like usernames and passwords. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, if it's a payroll system, it's social security numbers and salaries and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But you, as, a, as a business owner, if you think about it, you have you know, 100 different places that where you need to sort of maintain a list of who who's in your organization and and I sort of I started I became convinced that that's the source of like 90% of the administrative work of running a company like 90% of just the kind of crap work of you know just making you know thing a work with like thing B really ties back to this problem and and I thought the solution was to have uh, you know, an empl- what we call an employee management system, and, and notably, we don't we don't call it a payroll and HR system, yeah. even though it is also those things. Yeah. Um, that that encompasses you know payroll, benefits, HR, and IT. Yeah. And that you have one system, you add employees in this one place, or you or they make changes in this one place, and we handle everything across all of that stuff. They get set up in payroll, they get enrolled in insurance, they're in all of your HR systems. But they also get a computer that ships before their first day of work. They get access, right, to like all the software they, they need. They get to access use. to yeah. all the software that they yeah. need. Everything's pre-configured with the yeah. right, 
you know, if it's on their computer, the right software is installed, the right policies are enforced, they're on the right email lists in G Suite, yep. the right channels in Slack, yep. the right role or license type in Salesforce. And the system is smart enough because it's also the HR system, it knows that like, well, this person's an account manager and that, that has implications for what email list they should be on, what software should be installed on their computer, what systems they get access to. Yeah. And, and it's different if they're an account manager than if they're a software engineer. And you can talk to all these systems in terms of those concepts. Like you can say, look, I'm hiring a software engineer and Rippling is smart enough to understand, well, that means they need access to GitHub, but they probably don't need Salesforce. And, and you can sort of instrument all that in this way that um, when you make changes in Rippling, whether it's to someone's department or manager or role or salary, um, we handle all of the propagation, all of the sort of downstream second order effects across all of these different business systems they all kind of happen automatically yeah. across HR, payroll, benefits, and IT. Yeah. And so we, I think I told you this before, the mics got turned on, but we spend something like three or four hours per each employee that we hire to turn on all this stuff. And I'm surprised it's only that. And you know what you probably don't notice, people always, we talk about onboarding a lot because that's the most visible pain point. I know where you're going with this. Yes. But what happens is information about employees is changing all the time. You know, people get married, they, they have a kid. Your congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, they, they change, their manager changes. Um, they get a raise, a new role. Each of those things have a whole host of downstream implications. Um, and some of them are really obvious, like, you know, if someone's salary changes, it needs to change in payroll. Yeah. But it also needs to change with the life insurance carrier, the disability insurance carrier, with the FSA vendor, with the 401k company. Like, there's a whole or, host of other places. Or the places promotion, and they go to a different email list, or different Slack, Slack channels, exactly. on, on different roles here. And, and with Rippling, you sort of set that up once, yeah. and then you never have to think about it again. Um, and, the, and the other thing is that you haven't talked about, which is anyone who does terminations. So we do terminations on behalf of a lot of our clients, and there's always this mad rush to turn systems off, or yeah. you forgot to turn something off. And so there's, there's a, you know, un, when, uh, no one wants to do a termination, but when it does happen, there's always like a one hour sprint to turn off the password manager and box and, you know, every other system that they have access to and make sure there's no leakage <coughs> there. And I, and that's something Ripley yeah, can do Ripley, for you, I mean, right? you offboard an employee yeah. and we, we walk you through, you know, generating a final paycheck for yep. them, but we also, and you, and you can schedule the termination. So you say this is Friday at 5 p.m. Yep. And we, you know, turn off their access to their computer, um, so they can't walk away with that. We yeah. shut down access to all these different accounts. Yeah. Um, you know, and everything. You don't. You don't have to worry about forgetting to turn off their access to one of your sales systems, which means they can download a list of all your customers. Totally. And like and that. by the way, we've made that mistake on our own internally before, and so that's why I'm so hypersensitive about this. There's, you're just automating a ton of stuff, and I think the. The other thing that makes it just the macro picture is like all of our lives are getting so embedded with software, especially our business lives. And you talked about the eight different systems that software or that sales reps use now. It's totally true. And we're doing the same thing. And part of the value we bring to our clients is putting them on the right software. But having like an easy way to manage all that for them is, is hugely valuable. Cool. It's, it's super exciting. Yeah. One way, I mean, for people who are listening who are software engineers, one way that I think about this is we're, we're trying to find what is every system that has an employee object in it. 
um, and just sort of abstracting out that employee object into one central yep. system yep. so that you know it's fed by this sort of one underlying source of yeah. truth of employee data. That's amazing. Which makes it much easier to make changes to hire someone to terminate someone, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. It's so how do you so you had this idea like as you're finishing up at Zenefest or just you felt the pain when you're there and then you well, just I, kind I've of kicked in the gear? I've seen this at every company that I've worked yeah. at. You know, every company that I've been at develops this sort of systems administration pain. Yeah. And and in some ways, the deadweight loss of the SaaS revolution is this sort of increasing systems proliferation across all these different functional areas of the yeah. company. And I also knew, you know, from Zenefits, I, I saw that, you know, people wanted this sort of like all-in-one system and they, you know, that the connectedness of, yeah. of having, you know, payroll and benefits together was really important. And, and it, you know, I sort of understood, look, it's not just about payroll and benefits and and really what you you don't want a system that just does payroll and benefits you want you want something that can handle these pain points more broadly yeah. which means you know payroll benefits you know HR but also you know apps and services computers yeah. password management you know all that yeah. different stuff yeah kudos to you man i ne- the funny thing is until i heard about what you're doing i never even contemplated that it was possible like I never, it was just like one of those, hey, we're just gonna have to slug it out. And our, our operations manager, Tatiana, does it for us now, but I used to be the person that cruise consulting for our first like 15 team members who did all this. Yeah. So I have felt, I have literally- I mean, it's, the, it's the digital equivalent of taking out the trash. And it's like, you're, if you're like the founder, like you're the one doing it in the early days. And eventually you develop these sort of administrative functions across the company. I mean, you have HR people and HR people in IT, yeah. um, usually with like the coordinator title, finance coordinators, yeah. that are all kind of just doing this like systems administration. I mean, I took out the trash, so to speak, every Saturday or Sunday for like, I would be, every time we hired a new person, I'd be in before they started on Monday to make sure the computer was set. It was miserable, it was terrible. We had, my last company, our CMO was in charge of laptops. <laughs> So was every Sunday he was running the Apple store, like grabbing a bunch of computers for the people starting on Monday. Oh my God. And then like, um, and we ship, I mean, of course we ship those out automatically. So yeah. you hire someone, the computer shows up before someone starts work and it, it's already got everything installed and everything configured correctly. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think the other point, um, I, I want to talk about payroll and benefits and all that stuff, but the point I think you're making where you say like you have, like we have Tatiana again is amazing. She's an operations manager, but you, but your software can enable her to be more scalable. So she doesn't have to do as many grinded out type of tasks and she can do more sexy stuff that's high value stuff for us, like an analysis and things like that. So you're, you're not only are you, you're, you're actually cutting down the amount of people a business needs to, to hire for overhead or support and making them more scalable and also making that person happier and giving them a higher value job, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, the way, the way I think about it is you know, sometimes people are like, well, are you, is this a software mean like, oh, we're gonna like fire our HR people. And usually like real HR people don't view their job as doing this kind of systems administration. So it allows people to do is to focus on, you know, real HR tasks, yeah. things like company culture, you know, what, what kind of environment do we want to, we want to build? Compensation structures. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah how do we, yeah. how do we recruit the best team? Yeah. Because the administrative work has been sort of automated. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's in your career, you've done an amazing job of that. Cause like you, Zenefits made our life as accountants much better because we could 
get a company up on benefits really quickly and not spend a ton of time picking benefits for small companies. Like we hated that, you know? So like, thank you for your, in your career. You're slowly well, making you. our life better at every <laughs> stop. So after Rippling's a huge success, we'll see what you do next. And they'll, they'll probably make our life better hopefully, too. Hopefully I'll stick around. Yeah. You got like t- 10 or 15 years of this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk about, so Matt at Rippling, is Matt, what's Matt's last name? Is it Matt Plank. Plank. Yeah. So that, um, He's, he's a great guy. He's amazing, by the way. He, I think he runs like your sales or operations. He's incredible. So we've been talking back and forth. And one of the things that I didn't quite realize when Rippling launched, I understood the connectivity aspect of it on the apps. I didn't know that you guys offered payroll and benefits. And so Matt actually, to his credit, sat me down for like half an hour. We did a, a, a Zoom and he explained how you guys do it. Do you want to kind of walk the audience through that and why it's important for yeah. Rippling to offer that? So the first thing is with Rippling, you know, we say yes to however you want to use the system. So there are people that for whatever reason are, you know, totally like embedded with an existing payroll system and they use us, you know, just for like on the IT side for yeah. apps and hardware. And yep. conversely, there are people who are, you know, like they use us for payroll and benefits, but on the IT side, they have like someone else that handles that. And, and, and obviously there are a lot of companies that do both, which is where I think a lot of the power yeah. of the system comes yep. in. You know, doing that, one of the reasons you want to do this all in one system, because like sometimes I tell people like, hey, we're an HRS, an HR system, like a payroll system that also does your IT. And it's kind of like superficially like, what? Like why, why do you have like a payroll yeah. system that does yeah. IT as well? And, and the reason is, is that um, the reason it makes sense is that most of IT, both the sort of administrative work in IT as well as sort of IT security is fundamentally about who should have access to your systems, how they should be configured within those systems. And, and those are almost always questions about what is someone's role within your company? Yeah. <clears throat> what's their function? Do they work for your company? And so when you can connect that up to an HR system, you can automate wide swaths of IT administrative work yep. because the HR system is the repository of that information. You know, what is this person's role? Like, what do they do for your business? And by the way, I'm the person right now at Cruise Consulting who gets these questions. Like, who do we, do we get, we hired a new contractor, a new staff account, what access do they get and what they don't? Having it in a, in a right. preconditioned formula would be so much easier for me. So every, you know, every IT system that does this kind of stuff on the IT side, they have this concept called a user. Mm-hmm. So you have like, well, this user has access to this system or this other system. And the thing is, is like real people and businesses don't think in terms of users. They think in terms of like, you know, people and roles and employees. And so, you know, when someone comes to you and asks you that question, they're asking you, you know, what access access should a staff accountant have, right? And in Rippling, because you're doing both your sort of HR and payroll as well as your IT in one place, you can talk to your IT systems in terms of those concepts. So Mm -hmm. you can say... Rather than saying, here are 37 individuals on this this email list, you can say, I want all of my staff accountants to be on this email list. And it kind of handles that automatically. So, you know, look, having a one employee system for your company, you know, payroll and benefits and HR are a critical part of that. But I also think, you know, when people talk, ask me sort of like, okay, how is Rippling different than the other sort of like modern payroll and HR systems out there? I sort of think of, you know, first there being sort of three generations of these systems. Mm -hmm. And the first generation is you have these like very sort of like isolated payroll systems. Um, You know, something like an ADP that has like no connectivity to anything else. It's just payroll. And there's a tremendous amount of manual work because like it knows like nothing about, 
you know, your organization other than payroll. Yeah. And then you move And you have to, to run payroll, quote unquote, which you have is to run it, which two is, hours every two weeks for whoever's doing it. And it's, it's a lot of time because every time you run payroll, you sort of have to ask yourself this question of like, what has changed in my company since the last time I ran payroll? Yep. Yep. Are there people I've hired that I need to add to payroll? Are there people I've terminated that I need to remove from payroll? Is there someone who's got married and their withholding allowances have changed, yeah. which means I need to update that in payroll? Yeah. And then you move to sort of these these sort of modern payroll systems that usually have some kind of you know they're kind of all in one HR, more automation across you know sort of like the HR department and HR functions, and I think that there is going to be this like third generation of these systems that I think Rippling is the first of, that sort of says this data about your employees needs to be used outside of the HR department mm-hmm. that you know it, it, HR is the repository of this employee record, but it, it needs to be kind of liberated in a way that like every functional area of the company has systems that tie into it. Yeah. So that when you hire someone, it's not just about getting them up and running with payroll and benefits, it's all these other things as yep, well. Yep. But the other thing that I think is important on, on the payroll side is um, I think that like every company that's built sort of one of these modern sort of second generation payroll systems, they've all started, and, and, and this includes myself, you sort of start from this position where there are like a lot of unknown, there's a lot that you don't know and you don't know what you don't know. And it's a complicated to space start, too. It's a very complicated yeah. space. And to start, you, you have to make a lot of assumptions, you know, in your data model and your the architecture of your software that you then discover. And, and you discover this when you get to, you know, tens of thousands of clients <laughs> and you're going from companies with 20 employees to companies with 500 or a yeah. thousand. That a lot of these assumptions were completely wrong, yeah. and the world is a much more complicated place than you understood when yeah. you got started. Yeah. Um, and as a result, there are just little things that don't work well in most of these systems. And a lot of times, it's like the same things. Yeah. Like one classic example is just contractors. Yeah. You know, like every system, every modern payroll system that did this, they built like you know a payroll system for employees, and they were like, well, well crap, people have contractors, and so they built this entirely separate thing over yeah. here for yeah. contractors. Yeah. But because it's like a totally separate world. As you start to add in features and functionality for employees, you don't have them for contractors. Yeah. And some, suddenly you have people who are like, well, I have contractors on my health insurance plan. You're like, we, we can't do that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I have time tracking software that I want to use for contractors. Yeah. It's like, well, no, that does not possible. I remember um, like, we need our yeah. contractors to sign documents. Yeah. And it's like, nope, we don't do that yeah. either. And one of the benefits, one of the really fun things about Rippling is that I think uniquely, we got to start this with all of the benefits of hindsight, of knowing exactly, and what are all the, what are like the 50 nitpicky things that you run into at scale that if you just knew about them yeah. on day one, you could have built it right and it yeah. wouldn't have been a problem. And so there's there's like dozens of examples of like that on, on how I think Rippling is as just as a payroll system. Yeah is something that works much better than a lot of other payroll systems out there. And it scales. It doesn't, you know, it's not something where you get to 50 employees and you start feeling like, eh, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't working here yeah, for me. Yeah. Also, i make this point. You guys can handle very small companies too. Like not that it's your target market or anything like that, but like because your software is written the right way, like you can do a two person company and we do a lot of like two-person companies that turn into 10-person companies in six months. And then yeah. there are 25-person companies in a year. And there are 75-person yeah. companies. Yeah, and you've, you've lived that. But like yeah. that's actually a huge advantage and it's like so easy for us to hand off those kind of clients so to you. I have this like very crazy view of like HR software and company size that I don't think like anyone else agrees with. 
And this is probably incredibly boring, so you'll probably Break, edit this breaking out. news here. You'll edit this out of the podcast. But basically, like you know, most people think that there's like different software that there are different software needs for small companies and large companies, and I, I think that that's completely wrong. And basically, where I think that belief comes from is that you know in the HR space, there are all of these sort of like long tail incidents, sort of low incidence like characteristics mm-hmm. of you know, employees in the U.S. population. Yeah. Like, one example of this is, like, a garnishment. I was going to say, and, like, a child and, support or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, you know, garnishment is, like, you know, the company has a, a, an obligation because of a court order to withhold from an employee's wages, often yeah. because of child support. Yeah. Making the numbers up here, but maybe one out of, you know, 50 employees or one out of 100 employees in the United States has, this applies yeah. to them. And so if you're selling software to a 20-person company, Superficially, there are a lot of 20-person companies out there that this does not apply yeah, to. Yeah. And if you are selling software to a thousand-person company, like every thousand-person company has this issue yeah. and they can't use your payroll system if yeah. it doesn't support yeah. it. But what happens is like any 20-person company, they're only they're only ever one hire away from like suddenly needing this. <laughs> Good point. Like very, very urgently. Um, well, also the sales reps at the big at the big boys probably prey upon that and are constantly messaging. And you know, and then you gotta yeah. switch, and then, yeah. you know, that's painful. But it, it's actually more than that because there's not just one thing like that. There's like 50 things that are like, you know, like, yeah, most small companies don't have people working outside the U.S. But like, you know, sometimes they do. Nowadays, so, you know, yeah. and, and the system needs to support that. It needs to support different currencies, different, you know, sort of address structures, things like that for, you know, work locations that are outside the country. And so what happens is, yes, like it may be unlikely for any small company to have a garnishment, but it is highly likely that every small company has at least one of these like big company features. Weird thing. One of these weird things. It's like you can never find a company that doesn't have like something. And so like the right system is one that handles all of the complexity, all of the sort of feature requirements that like a large business, you know, definitely needs. But you do it in a way that you can kind of gradually reveal that complexity to the user so that you don't need like a lot of training to use the system, but it's like when you need it, like it's there. The huge point on the not needing a lot of training, because sometimes in the past we put our, our clients who are startups themselves and CEOs themselves who don't have a lot of time onto some software and it's too, it's too intimidating for them and so they don't use it and then we can't figure out why they're not using it and why, like what's going on here. So being able to like kind of gradually onboard them and reveal features is really smart because then they don't get overwhelmed, they're comfortable with it from day one and they, it starts adding value from day one. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's the right way to build software. So, so you guys can, because you built it the right way, you can take the, the little guys on and what's kind of your target market right now? Is it like 100 person companies, 500 person companies? Like where, where are you going? We're kind of two to a thousand today is our target market which is a big range yeah Um, but I I, I genuinely believe that you know you have if you have the right product that works for a thousand person company and a two-person company you actually have a much better product for the two-person company and for the thousand person company is there like a client base that's working really well for you like startups for example or maybe like health tech companies or fortune 500 software companies like where are you getting like the traction right now? So we see, I mean, something that I've, I mean, I've seen this at all of the companies that, I, that I've started is, you know, look, you know, tech companies in California, they just adopt newer totally. things more quickly. Totally. So your conversion rates are always a little bit better yeah. um, there. But I mean, we have, you know, tons of companies using this now. I mean, it's very like, you know, most of our customers are not tech companies. Yeah, um, that's so a great have, sign. Yeah, 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 so just last month, we had like a DJ company sign up. Oh wow! Now, this is a company they have, you know, they have 120 people that are working as DJs, 
And they have, you know, there's a lot of complex needs they have around, you know, documents and getting people onboarded correctly. Yeah. And, you know, they have to sign a, a whole lot of different agreements. remote locations. And a lot of like different that. remote locations. Yeah. So, you know, you, it's much easier to do this in software than it is to do it on paper yeah. when, when people are, you know, you know, you know sort of not, not located centrally at one yeah. office. And they, you know, they, they just became a client. We have, a, we have another company that, you know, hires people to do telephone repair. You know, literally climb telephone poles. Um, and so it's not, you know, it's not your typical kind of like tech sort of office workforce. Yeah. But, you know, they have people all across the country. There's a ton of documents they need them to sign. Yeah. You know, Rippling is sort of unique. I had thought about that. Like you can get, you can get everything yeah. signed electronically. Yeah, like yeah. not just offer letters, but like everything else you yeah. need. You can really easily track like what's been signed, what hasn't. This administrative pain is like much more broadly applicable than just tech companies. Yeah. Like not everyone has like GitHub, but everyone's got like something yeah. that you know they need to get employees yeah. set up with. I love the signature stuff because that makes so much because there is a ton of that. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone back in your old software and looked at the offer letter, looked at the IP agreement, and it's hugely helpful to have all this stuff in one place. So I can imagine getting all this stuff signed beyond just like your typical HR stuff is super valuable and keeping it fresh and keeping it updated. Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. What's the, um, maybe talk about kind of the pricing structure and how people get onto Rippling. Like what's the process? Do they call you? Do they call Matt? Do they go to the website and how do they get a demo and how does this all work? You go right to the website, you know, rippling.com. Um, you can, you can request a demo right there. Um, and usually you can schedule it like right there because it's all connected up with Calendly. So you can just pick nice. a time that yeah. works for you. And uh, you can also create an account right there. Um, and you can sign up without talking to someone. Oh, nice. Um, but we always try and have a conversation because usually, yeah. like even if you're sold, um, you know, then that sales conversation becomes just more of a consultative call. And like sort of like here's the way you can get the most out of the system and here's here's the way you should think about it. Yeah. Also, there's probably features people don't know because you guys do so much that it's helpful to have a sales conversation. Yeah, I mean, they, they can sort of probe and be like, yeah. hey, do you guys do this? Do you have yeah. that? And by the way, did you know that you can, you can you know, do this in the system? Yeah. And, um, you know, the surface area, the products are very large. So there's a lot of, a lot of capabilities. Cool. And then you guys charge like a monthly fee or how does it work? We charge a monthly fee and the monthly fee depends on what you use. And our goal is basically to be less expensive than the corresponding you know, competitive products in each of the areas that yeah. we're in. So, you know, if you use Ripley just for payroll, we're going to be less expensive than, you know, Gusto, than ADP, than yeah. Paychex, yeah. and all those guys. <clears throat> if you use us just for, you know, SSO and app provisioning and things like that, we're going to be less expensive than like an Okta or a One Login or something like yeah. that. If you use us just for computers, we're going to be less expensive than that equivalent. Yeah. Collectively, if you decide to use us for everything, you're gonna, you know, pay more collectively to us, but you're gonna be saving in all of those different areas. Yeah. And you plus the man hours system. that you're automating, right? <clears throat> that's like right. that's to, for us on that four hours for setup. It's I think our IT consulting firm charges 140 bucks something like that. So that's like a 600 dollar or so setup per employee. Oh, wow. So your guys' subscription is like peanuts compared to that. It's it's an amazing value prop. Cool. That's good yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the numbers. So you <laughs> That's call. awesome. Yeah, so, no. Send us the numbers. We'll post them on our website. <laughs> yeah, help, exactly. Help you do some marketing. Uh, I love it. Um, cool. So if you if you're interested, you can get it's it's a no obligation. Go on, start an account, try it out. You'll get hit up by a salesperson that's going to educate you on how how the software works and how you can automate a bunch of this stuff. That's that's pretty awesome. Can you maybe just kind of as we're closing here, we've I've taken a lot of your time, so I appreciate it. Maybe just kind of reiterate Rippling what you're doing and and where to find you. So um, Rippling is all-in-one payroll benefits, HR, and IT. And the basic idea is to solve this problem that companies have where 
um, you know, there are too many places where you need to set up and manage your employees. Yep. Um, and so there's, you know, there's an HR problem that, you know, people might be familiar with and there are systems that do a decent job just on the HR side of getting people up and running with payroll and insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. But what no one I think has really done for SMBs is extending that to say, look, it's not just that you're going to click a button to hire someone and you're going to get all their documents signed and then set up in your HR systems and paid and enrolled in benefits. <clears throat> it's also that we're going to add them to all of the software that you use, things like you know G Suite, Slack, Salesforce, GitHub, Spencify, Dropbox, yeah. Expensify. Yeah. Give them single sign-on going forward so they can sign into those services with one click. Um, configure them and add them to all the right groups and lists and channels and policies and yep. things like that within those services. And then also like ship them a computer. So get them their computer before their first day of work and, and make sure that all the right security policies are enforced um, from like an endpoint security perspective or you know, SOC 2 audit yep. you know, perspective. Yep. You know, install all the right software based on their role in the organization and sort of manage that and monitor it for threats for you going forward so that you're protected against malware and, yep. you know, things like that. So you do it all. You're unifying HR and technology. It's really amazing. Congrats on the new company and thanks for coming by, Parker. Thank Appreciate you very it. much. Cool. All right, man. Thanks. Hey, it's Scott Orn, and I hope you enjoyed that podcast with Parker Conrad of Rippling. He's amazing. We've been using his software both at Rippling and at Zenefits for a very long time. Tons of respect for him, and I'm really glad we got him on the recording. And then before we finish up, quick shout out to Brex. They make uh, startup credit cards very, very easy. No personal guarantee for the founder. That's a big one. They also have great rewards. They integrate into QuickBooks really easily. It's easy to provision new users. It's a really good credit card solution. We recommend it. And on to the next podcast. Take care, and uh, thank you again, Parker.